Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One nuke. One our boys. <laughs> One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Good night, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Voice Comics Hour at Home for News Reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 286. Did you really think you could put an exclamation point in it, even? <laughs> and I wasn't going to go hard. And that's why I did it. It was crafted. Yeah, it was crafted. I like. I literally wrote a joke to pop me that for you to perform, <laughs> and I know it'll work. <laughs> you screaming, "Our boys!" is exactly. It will make me laugh every time. Well, it's not the first is, time we're we're is, gonna do that joke again. Almost assuredly, we're gonna yell "Our boys!" at some point. I mean, we have. There's a long history of us yelling "Our boys." Lots of nuke. You know. We haven't done this podcast for that long, but my God, mm-hmm. so much nuke in that time I'd span. Have to send you, I'll have to send you the sound effect I made of ContraPoint saying our boys. Oh, no. no it, was my, it was my boys. Uh, forgive me. Not quite the same. I'm fucking, my, I'm fucking my cannon up. How dare you? Monster. We are speaking of our boys and nuke and America. We are going to be discussing Captain America by Don A. Sakotes. Later on, uh, by Coates and four million different artists. <sighs> I believe it is Ta-Nehisi, just, just throwing that out there. Oh, is it? I believe so. I listened to a long podcast by a person who was one of his best friends at a certain point, and I think he pronounced it correctly. Ta-Nehisi? Okay. Ta-Nehisi. Well? I remember, because it sounds like hussy. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be talking about Cap later on and that comic book later on in our book club. But first, Eric, we have comic books that came out more recently to talk about. It's time for our first segment. It's time for Floppies for Nightly. This part of the show is... Wait, what? how am I... Floppies for... Are you for, dumb now? I, I mean... What, what happened? A slow and steady descent is what happened. Floppies for Nightly is the part of the show where Eric and I... Look, uh, review. Past couple weeks' books. To tell you, buy or do not buy them. There's a much meter goes from one to five. Our first book is Home, number one. Written by Julio Anta, art Anna Wiesesik, colors Brian Valenza, letters Hassan Atzman El Hau. Uh, illegal immigration? Well, I mean... And superpowers. I, I don't know that that's how I would would sum up. I mean, I think you're technically correct. I mean, it's but... not, I mean, like... I mean, it's obvious that this is not, uh, this is about the cruelty of yeah. uh, the U.S. immigration system and how it treats people like cattle, uh, less than, as items, as, as things, not people, uh, but it injects a little bit of a, I don't know, Twilight Zone twist on it. I find this kind of repulsive um, b- because you take such an important topical and relevant subject and i i it would th- this i feel like is not too different than writing 
Steven Universe saving kids at the at the border. It's a little fucked up and dumb to me. I don't know. I don't like this. I I I think like I don't know. You wouldn't put Superman and Mouse. It's strange to me. I don't get it. That it's totally just completely strange. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think that's the disconnect. Is the tone mm-hmm. where it it does it does and it doesn't betray it being anything but a kind of a drama, effectively. For mm-hmm. most most of the book, it is just a drama about uh, some some migrants trying to find trying to enter into the U.S. And then near the very end, uh, this kid suddenly has powers. And they tease it a little, but not enough. Um, And this is is fucking sickeningly serious. mm -hmm. It's almost so serious, like, and heavy-handed with its portrayal of this. Like, it kind of doesn't have... I don't know. It 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 feels like it's trying to do it in a very twee and saccharine way from the get go, and then it has the fucking weird wish fulfillment of of the kid has powers and breaks out. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't want this at all. Like I it like it kind of makes me a little mad. I um it it feels so. It's so wrong. I don't. I don't really. It didn't really. I don't. I don't think it nearly had as strong a reaction. I. I don't like it though. It's. It's just. It's kind of just like. I. I feel like this. It. I think it would be better if it just went one way or the other. If it was just. Yes. If it was just a drama that was painful and hard, but honest. Or it was a little bit more out there with uh, this kid being a superhero and, uh, you know, breaking out of a uh, detention mm-hmm. center or something. Like, I, th- I, more... think, I think you can you can do this sort of thing. Like, he can even be a um, he can even be a fugitive from from Guatemala the way that he is. Um, you just got to dial back the seriousness a little bit. You know, that he's literally in a fucking child detention center. Um, I just, God, everything is is so dissonant. The art is really cute. It is. And that is fucked up for this. (laughs) Like, yeah, like I like it, but it's like, would you let Scotty Young draw Mouse as another example it makes like, me Scotty it, Young is going to draw a mouse, and then Superman is going to save the Jews in Auschwitz. It, like that is what this book is, and that is how it feels to me. I like, don't, tonally. Yeah, I it 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 is. It, it's like Mitch Gerard should be drawing this. You know, it should be like yeah. Sheriff Sheriff of Babylon, Mitch Gerard yeah. style. That's what this feels like. This book should be, and. I feel like their heart is in the right place, but they execute mm-hmm. like they I, I there's like I think there was a miscalculation about like, oh, yeah, there's this terrible subject and they wrote about it, you know, how it affected them and how they and like I'm I don't think there's any like this is not like a Mark Wade situation where he's writing a book where the Superman, a slave is superpowers, but I still don't like it. And it's I did think of that book when we read this. 
you know it's i a, did i definitely thought of that book. it has the same it's that same mismatch of tones and yeah this, I, is, I, the, this isn't I as bad as that but no um oddly enough i would rather that book work over this one this is just i don't know this one almost makes me angry like i i i, I don't know also i think it it I mean, I would also like, even if you're doing this idea, I would cut down all this preamble of them going through all the system and stuff like that, which is, I think, further, mm -hmm. it further hurts that it's, tone it issue. May, no, it's too real. Yeah. It makes it too real. It needed to be, with the art style and the fantasy thing, it needed to be way more, way more fantasy. Like, you can do an immigrant a story of like an immigrant child getting superpowers and saving his mother but you don't like it's way too fucking serious to talk about this fucking child separation like migrant detention shit like this is this is not a thing that we should be drawing cutie pie cartoons about it, yeah it, and it's... i will i will repeat i like this art a lot it it I would compare it positively to an artist like Leslie Hung, even. Yeah, I think that's happened. Um, yeah, but I I can't recommend it. Like I like it's I like it's certainly a bad thing, and I don't I'm not saying there couldn't be good fiction about the many uh, issues surrounding immigration mm -hmm. in the U.S. But I can't say that I I'm not do not buy on this. I think it's I think it just goes to say like. When you do something like this, art is fucking difficult, and I think they should have got some readers for this because this is this is um, this could have stood to should have left this one in the drafts there, homie. Put it back in the oven. Done, done a couple rounds of it. Uh, it's a double do not buy. Home mm. number one. Next up is Project Patron number one. Written by Steve Orlando, art by Patrick Piazza Lunga, colors Carlos Lopez, letters Thomas Maurer. I like this. Like it. I I think I'm close to that my own self. So Superman analog mm -hmm. dead fights Doomsday analog mm -hmm. dies. Yep, and becomes Voltron. Yep, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh he becomes voltron except it's run kind of, by american drone pilots yeah it's kind of like a it's a little bit of a pacific rim uh, i was totally yeah i was totally on pacific the, rim the, the 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 pilots in pacific rim a little bit where they're all yeah they're all steering uh the the superhero robot shell and they all mm -hmm. they sub in different people for different <laughs> oh this guy's good at fighting this person is good at, at reconnaissance like that's that's and then they have a and I, I think I like this largely because it's not that that is an interesting premise I think at at for at, yeah. at like oh that's interesting there's a teen there but now and then there's these extra added layers of oh but their our point of view character is a undercover agent who's trying Saboteur. to yeah and then there is even the nice i i really like that twist at the end i kind of saw it coming but it doesn't necessarily mean i don't like it i like mm -hmm. the cliffhanger at the end of this um i think there a lot are a of a lot of men taking showers in this book there are indeed together that, mm -hmm. like there's a there's two two bear men <laughs> two two bear dads yep they're just like 
face to face, just have a having yeah. a conversation in the shower. I'm a simple man with simple tastes. Never let it be said that you don't know what you want. <laughs> they said that to each other in the shower. They did. It's it's this like is naked the, uh... Nick Fury. Uh, like who who is? Yeah, he looks like Zangief. He's he's a Zangief guy. Yeah, he's a Zangief. Yeah, he's Zangief. A Her- uh, Hercules. Zangief and and Ray Spannon slash Nick Fury are oiling each other up in the shower. And just, I just I find I find that peculiar. It's a Starship Troopers future, Eric. Everyone just showers together. It's not a big deal anymore. We're, we've well, evolved past the shame. That that sounds exciting. Let's all let's all wash yeah. each other's well, tanks. Well, you also have to get killed by giant insects if that happens. So be careful. I mean, what you wish for. Fucking. It's worth hashtag it. worth it. <laughs> hashtag worth it. Uh, I think I like this. I think uh, this is worth a second issue. You know, it's it's yeah, worth like seeing what's going on. Um, I think a lot of it. I think there is like a, a me going like, well, how how long is this going to go? Like, is this a six issue, twelve issue story, or is this going to be like an ongoing? I don't know, but there's certainly a lot of potential here. Um, I think it, I, I I really like how it looks as well. I like the art a lot. Uh, I think it suits the book. Um. Reminds me of a Jeff Shaw a little bit, um, mm. but I'm a buy. You know, I so, dig it. Yeah, yeah I'm. It, a, I, I think I'm a buy too. I could mush it up a little bit if I was really splitting hairs, but I think it's worth your your time and trouble. Uh, that's a double buy on Project Patron number one. Next up is Phantom on the Scan number one, written by Colin Bunn with art by Mark Torres and letters by Dave Sharp. I think I'm just grumpy reading this because I have never reacted quite so negatively to a Cullen Bunn horror story. Um, I it 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 works. It's good. I feel a little flat on it. I mm-hmm. I like it because it makes me think of DC Vertigo '90s horror stuff. It does yeah. And I and I I like that. I'm drawn to it. It reads in an instant. And I kind of screamed, "What the fuck!" at it. Yeah, um, it's. It, I think uh, it. The art is very Sinkevich. Mark Torres does all. It's very a which yeah, it, or, or, is a, or a, 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 is a, a good, Dave, um, Dave McKean a little bit as well, maybe. Yeah, Sinkevich I think is more accurate. I think there there might be someone that I could think of that's better, but it's it's in that zone fraser irving perhaps point. um a little bit around the i can edges. see why you would make the comparison i think i think maybe he has a sense of um color like irving um i i think the my i like this uh i like it's worth it's worth liking i was looking back on it i'm like i i'm an idiot for, for if i say do not buy on this because this is honestly quite good despite some kind of weird flaws i um, i think i would th- my only caveat was like i would buy this in trade i would yeah this is this is absolutely trade buy i would i think i would it, it does read very quickly um not mm. that that's a necessarily a bad thing in this case because i feel like it's not like i feel yeah. like i feel like the pages that necessarily are kind of you know, sl- the faster pages, ones without, you know, when you don't have dialogue in a page, obviously you go pretty quickly, but it's building mm-hmm. atmosphere, it's building, building tension and building tone. 
And that's not a big deal when you're reading a trade. When you're reading five or six issues at once, you don't you go, oh, this is establishing, you know, how I'm supposed to feel when I'm reading this comic. Yeah. It's establishing the yeah. atmosphere. But in one issue, you're like, oh, I read that in three minutes, and you're like, oh, yeah. four to six issues of this would would suit me right right to the ground. Yeah. That'd be just just right. Um, so double buy, but wait for trade. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. It's a, it's a it's a very happy wait for trade. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I would I would wait for honestly most comic mm-hmm. books. I would say you're if you like them, it's okay to wait for the trade and buy it. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's like I don't. It's it has become a thing where you know if you love a book, you have to show your support and buy every issue and pre-order. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not. You are out of your mind. You, yeah. I am not doing any. We're like, not. Pr- no, we're not filling we're out not, forms. We're, I gotta we're, go to a comic, comic book fans, shop. not fucking martyrs. I mean, fuck you. You know, so it's not a. It's not a bad thing to say. I will buy this in the trade. That's yeah. The, um. Well, I mean, it's they need to figure out their market better. Yeah. And I, I, hopefully, hopefully we can buy it straight from a penguin soon. We'll see how it works. Uh. I don't know. That's, so that's how they sell them, you know. They have little. It's like the. It's kind of like the, the Saint Bernards with like the brandy on their neck. They uh-huh. send penguins around. Oh, with comics. With with books, they little. They have little backpacks. That's very cute. Yes, it's good. That's I'd a double buy. I literally just made that up on the spot. You thought it was real. Yes, I did. Definitely thought penguins sold books directly to to people. Our next book is Green Lantern <laughs> number one. Written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Dexter Soy and Marco Santucci. Colors Alex Sinclair, Rob Lay on letters. Well, I fucking hate this. Oh, wow! Okay! All right! Hate! I, I, well, well, right away it won't open in comiXology now. Oh, okay, that's good. So, I don't even know, man. This is just like, I think, like, I tried really hard too many times to like green lantern and it's just it's just big dumb men posing in space punching mm-hmm. um a bunch of dumb shit a bunch of aliens and a, a person that has never seen an 11 year old ever drawing one <laughs> this... with the most cringe dialogue that has ever fucking happened this 11 11- it's so weird i don't hate this comic i kind of just kind of meh about it uh but (laughs) this child is she says agua chica like this person this person has never met a hispanic person in their fucking life this it's it is the okay i i had seen the i had seen some some screen caps of some pages from this, but I had seen all the, I had seen, uh, the, the John Stewart stuff mm-hmm. with him, you know, leading the troops and having a, 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 he is effectively the main character of this, but you look at the, and then I, then, and that was like a week, a week ago or something, two weeks ago, I go to comiXology to buy books for this week. And I see the cover of this comic and it's terrible. It is front and center is this weird looking, quote unquote, teen, uh, like, and it says, with talking to one of the Guardians, it says, core conflict, teen lantern arrives. And it it looks, it looks like a fucking, like, 
Mr. Mixelplick shit happening. It does. It does not look like it has the, it has that very, I don't know. There is like, it seems like there are two schools of drawing children in comic books. One is it's a child. You go, Oh, that's a child. And then the other one is, Oh, it, you just draw like an adult, but you draw like a weird, ugly fat head. It is it is incredibly hard to correctly draw a child. I'm not going to say Or rather, it. it is very hard to draw a child and have it not be a complete object of ridicule. And there are exactly zero drawings that look like 11-year-olds in this book. It And it's even stranger to me when you look at all the other art in this book yeah because it looks like i don't know it looks very dc house style or what it was it, yeah, dc competent. house yeah it, but it's not but, bad bro it's fucking hard to it is very difficult to draw children but it's not that even it is it is it is the uh, <laughs> people can be good at drawing anything you know shit's different it, it, it really is i have i have tried drawing kids and I am I I'm okay at it and I'm at least confident enough to look at it and be like, oh that sucks. I'm gonna do it again. It's more that but even this little hard. girl also doesn't look like she like her art style to me looks like it is yes. from a different comic. Yes. Just plop. they decided they did they decided to make her a fucking like Ben Dunn anime from she, goddamn nineteen ninety five. She looks like a Bratz doll. Yes. And I yes. in every moment where this book is starting to get serious and like, oh, yeah, there's an attack and the the Green Lanterns, uh, there's a vote about the Green Lanterns. Are they going to be a part of the planet of Federation or whatever? And you're like, serious stuff, alien bureaucracy, aliens. Rah. And then, oh, I am here. Bratstall is here. Uh, mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. she's like, I carumba. <laughs> holy free holies and it's just like oh god i'm gonna fucking vomit on myself what is this fucking terrible comic book i i i think this is more this is more offensive to hispanic people than than the fucking wish fulfillment saving children at the border comic book. i i really think eric that if this book didn't have this little girl in it i would be a buy I, I think I would. I, I don't know how you can do that. Like, why does fucking Legolas come out of nowhere on the last page and a half and kill this guy? It's just political stuff that's going to that's going to weigh and count for, you know, later and in, in the uh, in the book, I assume. I don't I'm, I'm going to just say that that that's just not good storytelling, <laughs> except when Jack Kirby does it. <laughs> I re-listened to our episode. <laughs> <laughs> on new gods and i had forgotten about the chicken nugget man yeah i love chicken nugget this man is, yeah fucking chicken nugget man but this little girl this is scrappy do like i cannot deal with her oh my god so fucking accurate this little girl is ten scrappy. Out of ten. this Good little girl is bullseye this little girl is scrappy do immediately i'm like yes. i'm not reading this book as long as she's in it if you if this green lantern book comes back i'll give it a chance without little scrappy do uh scrappy teen lantern girl that's 11 uh like every like everything about her is meant to be annoying. It feels like I'm like who is this book mm -hmm. for? All, like everything else in this comic book is for adult people, uh, for a for an ingrained comics reader. And this little girl feels like it's targeted to like nine year olds. And you're like, well, who's this? You got, come on, no, no one likes this. No, no one likes this. 
No one has ever liked that. I'm a do not buy. <sighs> I would throw up on it and throw it into the sun. I can't muster the energy. It gave me brain cancer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, fucking, don't even think about buying this book. That's a double do not Boycott buy. everyone that made it. Double do not buy Green Lantern number one. Our last book is Spider-Man Spider-Shadow number one. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art Pascal Farah, Ferry, excuse me, colors Matt Hollingsworth, letters Joe Caramagna. Fully expected to hate this. I mean, this is, this is absolutely Spider-Man Life Story, also written by mm -hmm. Chip Zdarsky, came out last year, mm -hmm. sold like bonkers, very, very popular, hit many year-end best-of lists, and they went, hey, Chip, hey. Go print us some more money. Yeah, please. Hey, I'm going to... Let's push the money machine button. Over here, Spider-Man. What's a good alternate... Another alternate take on Spider-Man? Oh, uh, he. what if he became Venom? All right, write us that story. I, I, this works better than that. Well, this, we, is, uh, this is that but good. I I And, I, and I, I that, makes, that makes me happy. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I wasn't sure, Eric. I wasn't sure what you're going to think. I wasn't sure either. I fully looked at the cover of this. I saw what it was. I I did the little math meme in my head, <laughs> you know. Yes. And and then I read it, and I was like, "Oh shit, um, this is a good comic book, and I like it." I mean, to be fair, I think honestly, I think Spider-Man Life Story kind of started out good-ish, um, and, and pretty it it like sunk into madness. It I just hurt to read. I, I think this fully, if this this will be good at like in after four issues or not, will entirely depend on how far into the future it goes. Because mm -hmm. the thing with Spider Man Life Story is that it like Spider Man grows old. He becomes an elderly Spider Man by the end of that book, and after a while, after decades and decades, you're just like, this is silly. This is really like seeing a forty five year old Spider Man. You're like, I don't. I, uh, what is going on? It's, it's just like, it becomes kind of laughable. Um, if this is just a very self-contained story of like, oh, Spider-Man becomes Venom and falls apart. That, there's interesting things you could tell there. That's that there's, there's uh, like a, especially when you're doing an Elseworlds, Elseworlds story, a what if now that now they're fully Marvel's fully branding this. What if they're, they are, this is something they know that they see DC doing the Elseworlds stuff and they're like, oh, mm. that make, that can make money. Quite honestly, all of the all of the best comic stuff that I've liked, you know, is non-canonical. I mean, it, it just is better. Just let someone not have to deal with other bullshit people writing canon. Mm -hmm. Out of continuity. Mm -hmm. or, or like glancing at it and like, hey, it's around, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I, I think this looks really good. I really like the art in it. Um, it we it, never read Red Sun for the podcast, didn't we? I wonder if we would hate it now. Red Sun? I've read reread Red, Red Sun relatively recently, and I still liked it. Mm -hmm. I wonder how I would feel about it. I mean, it doesn't hit as hard because you've, we've read so much more comics, but mm -hmm. it's still, like, it's still competent. You know, it's still like, oh, it's, oh, it, yeah. it knows what it, like, it still understands the characters and the you know the the shape of that story um, it still knows that batman looks cool in a 
in that hat. Yeah, that that snow hat. Uh, I'm. Mm-hmm. A, I think I'm also a buy on this. Uh, I, I I reserve my right to take that buy away in issue three when this thing goes off the when rails. It goes and, off the fucking rails. Yes, but buy for now. It's good. It's fun. That's not fun. I guess it's not. Fun. It's not buy. It's au revoir. Spawn voyage. See you later, Tata for now. Mm-hmm. Double buy on Spider-Man. Ta-ta the Spider h- h- Hussy Coats for now. No, no, yeah, no. It's not. Yeah. That's a double yeah. buy on Spider-Man: The Spider Shadow Number One. That is it for floppies this week. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about what we've been doing for the past couple weeks. Uh, make recommendations about movies or games or software or mm-hmm. talk about, I don't know, whatever. Whatever we want. Eric, what's going on? Vacation, baby. How was your vacation? It was nice, but it is very exhausting to to drink all day for several <laughs> days. And then drive a cumulative, like, I don't know, 19, 20 hours. Need a, va- a lot. You need it a vacation a from your vacation? Uh, I mean, I feel fine now, you know, um, haven't really been able to do much. Only got, did I get only one? No, I did. I, well, I did a second stream, but it was, it was, uh, I, I think I might go back and publish it. Um, but I, I got hammered and tried to, uh, beat all exits on Super Mario World, um, in the middle of the night. It was very funny. Um, I don't know, man. I don't have a whole lot going on. Still trying to catch up with stuff. Um, playing Mister, playing ROM hacks, um, trying to get uh, a setup. Actually, do you want to hear something neat um, that I don't think we've talked about? And it's a thing that I'm working on just to have some doodads and things to do for my Twitch stream. I hate, Is, I hate uh, neat things. You, you, you do. But you can tell me anyway. Well, do do, do you not eat potatoes? They are. Pre- I they, think they're, they're they pretty are, neat. They are pretty neat. I just think they're neat. Um. So they recently found a flaw in the piracy protection for the PlayStation One, and it's in literally. Well, it's in nearly every single model. You don't have to get a specific model. You can work with just about any PlayStation 1, and it'll play a burned game. And it's called Tony Hacks, <laughs> because it uses it uses Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So I, I bought a PlayStation 1. I bought a copy of Tony Hawk I was, uh, 2. I was... Okay. That ex- I, okay, that explains so much. I was... <laughs> All right, tell me what you're thinking, because this sounds like this sounds like a I, story I need to hear. What are what's go? What are you thinking? Is been happening? Well, it's I just you said this on Twitter. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. saw you 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 tweeted. Oh, I got a PlayStation One and Tony Hawk, a copy of Tony Hawk One and Two, or something, or just no, Tony just, Hawk yeah, Two, just, just Two, just, just two. two. And I'm like, I I was like, I I was just like, well, you know, obviously, I know you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you're, you've, you messaged me about a dozen times, like, oh, I bought a CRT today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever makes you happy. 
Uh, and I'm like, I figure I just lump that in with like whatever makes him happy. But I'm like, also like they just remade Tony Hawk one and two, and t- it looks really good. I was like, you could just buy the remaster. Yeah, if you I, just I, wanted to play not, Tony it Hawk, would not work. It <laughs> I know, would not but work. but then I'm like, oh, okay, you're I, uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> so no, I I I intend to play basically any PS one game that I want, um, uh, which I have a copy of, by the way, um. For any CIA listening, <laughs> I, I own, I own, I own, I own any game that I play. All of them. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's also a similar hack for uh, the PS2, which I've not researched. So I'm gonna probably get both of those things um, set up for both my CRT and on stream. Um, but I'm, I'm like, I'm getting a switch for them, you know, so I can just have everything hooked up and maybe push a couple of dude ads to switch over from one thing to the other. I mean, it's going to be like a very complicated house of cards. Dudes are fun though. I like figuring this shit out way too much. I just am. Ha- I'm having a good old time. Well, that's good. Let me tell you. Um, but like, I, I don't know. i talking with, um, Al anonymous, uh, in his discord about it and he suggested uh, a couple of fun things because he also suggested the capture card that i use um, and it works very well now that i've figured out how to make obs not hate it um obs is funky as hell like when i un unhooked my computer to move it it's st- like everything stopped working i had to fix the fucking camera and the microphone and everything it's so nuts dude and but even like on my old computer the fucking camera i used to route it through the logitech like standalone program into obs and that stopped working and would not fix no matter what fix i tried so i just did it straight to the thing but god almighty all of uh, everything about live streaming is a nightmare and the people that are good at it make it look fucking easy it's it's crazy. It is it is very hard. Hey Eric, what's up, bud? I played a video game. I mean, did you really? If you didn't play it on Twitch, I I I, I did not play it on Twitch. I played it in my living room with my wife and your dog. Uh, no, the dog was. We have kept the dog. We I we got a dog. Uh, we keep the dog in the cat. Check in with this. dogs. Check in. I have a dog now. It's a good. I like her. She's cool. She's a good dog. Uh, she's cute. Um, there's a video game. Uh, it's called It Takes Two. It's a co-op game. Um, does not require a local. You can also play an online co-op. Uh, weirdly, it's always split screen, regardless if it's you're playing locally or not. Um, <laughs> it's oh. I I don't know if I like it. Uh <laughs> like because the gameplay stuff in it great. The, whenever you're just playing the game, uh it's the, it really does it really well the two different roles uh you know, they each have their own different mechanics they have to master that are different and interesting and challenging in different ways, and you're both engaged, uh, regardless of which character you play. You're not like it's not like there's no little kid mode. This is true co-op. Uh the game whenever you're playing the game, it is fun. 
the story and the setting and the writing is sometimes is just the most crazy thing. I cannot. Okay, so the story. This is not a spoiler. This happens in the first ten minutes of the video game. You play a couple, man and a wife, man, a husband and wife, man and a wife, husband and wife, and they uh, are getting a divorce, and they have a, a daughter who is seven ish. You don't really know. You don't never get a number on her, but six, seven, eight, probably somewhere in there. Um, and she is upset. Obviously, uh, she doesn't want her parents to get divorced, and through some, you know, weird, through some magical realism, through some magic, they get they get shrunk down and turned to who, into little dolls that she has made. And so, these this couple that don't like each other that much, uh, passive aggressive, sniping at each other constantly, have to go on this little adventure as little tiny dolls. And so you're basically going through the, the, the yard and through a treehouse and through, you know, everything. And, and it's like Beauty and the Beast where, like, everything is alive. Like, a vacuum cleaner is alive. And the, 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 the squirrels in the tree are alive and talking to you. And it is in just the tonal shifts from moment to not even scene to scene. Moment to moment are like it's jarring it is just insane insane where you have this couple with genuinely uncomfortable seeds of them being mean to each other mm. and then they get introduced to a team of mercenary squirrels all dressed up in commando gear doing funny voices i see the squirrels on uh on the video of it i'm watching right now who are at war with wasps, but the wasps I mean, are, are currently ruled by a traitor who was on the team squirrel, who is now leading the wasps in a robot wasp suit. So derivative. And the, not that's the, the, your the, the, the character that is leading these, your, the two main characters through this game is a book called the book of love that the little girl bought because she thought if she read it, it would solve her parents' marriage. And the book it is written by a uh, Dr. Hakeem. And it talks like, Hey, it talks like this. All right. We're going to get you two back together. All right, man. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's not, that's not how Hakeem sounds. That's just I'm just he talks that, too much about Marxism, Leninism. I, I I'm just saying that is the voice this book does, and the book is it is a scrappy do. It is just like every time it's on screen, you're like, I hate this book. I want to. I was like, I told Kim literally, like, I will finish this game if we get to destroy this book at the end of it. Like, if these characters <laughs> get to destroy this book, I will follow this game all the way through the end. I the, literally the we play for play and the 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 graphics look really nice though. It looks like it looks great. Uh, yeah, the it game looks, it looks beautiful, even though like I mean the 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 characters and things are what's focused on. Like the little girl looks like um um she looks like um, Uncanny Valley Greta. Uh, what's her name? Can't think of Greta's last name. Greta. The, the, Thun, the one Thunberg? Greta Thunberg, yes. Well, there's Greta also Thunberg. there's also Greta Gerwig. I don't know about that. That's, She's a I, I meant I meant the I, yeah. I don't. I mean the 
I mean, environmentalist, the, the, the environmentalist child. Yes. I mean, she's probably I, like I, what 17 or 18 I now. I think she's an honestly. adult. I think she's an adult now, yes. Yeah. Um but it's just it's like whiplash where you're like I really like the playing part when we're just playing yeah. the game, it's a lot of fun. The story, uh, like it's just like, oh, I, I, these ma- this married couple is just angry at each other the entire time, and it game is mm-hmm. constantly reminding you uh, they're just insulting each other. You're like, oh my god, this is the most boring. Like, yeah, I get it. They don't like each other. I, oh, they're getting a divorce. You've only mentioned it a hundred times. I got it. Oh boy. Um, I think it's worth playing. Ultimately, probably just for the gameplay. Uh, there is a moment where we we stop playing where uh, uh one of us it one of the players is piloting a little tiny airplane the squirrels have made and the other player is literally playing a fighting game on the wing of the airplane fighting a squirrel like it's street fighter that's the, fun the squirrel throws fireballs yeah that's fun I, it, it's just it's just immediately you're like Whoa, what what's happening it's just, it's just complete zany bullshit. Yes, and you're like, okay, well, th- but there's also the divorce stuff happening. Like, guys, I'm okay. I think it's hard to balance this stuff, um, and I think maybe it hits different for different people. I don't know. I like, I wonder. Like, I think about how zany Adventure Time was, and how it could be so incredibly. Um, I don't know, soulful and emotional and hit all the right notes. I never, I, I've, I've never felt. I'm not saying, I'm saying like how it does it very well, despite being so cartoony and goofy. Um, And I, I would like, I'm compelled to see like, how does this not work? Um, How would this work badly for me? Like, like how, like I, I'm, I'm curious how I would feel about it and to sort of, I'm, I'm saying that your description of this as being kind of flawed and bad is very compelling to me. It, it makes it, I don't know the, the, the book I, it's, it, it's that little girl in Green Lantern. It's the same. It's just like, uh, Hey, yeah. let's get you back together, man. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Okay, Buck. You need. Did you ever to... play ukulele? Like everything was that to me, and I I couldn't stand That's, it. That's uh, the. I mean, those rare games are all weird yeah. British stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to check in with uh, mm-hmm. is GeoGuessr. More is it more geocaching bullshit? No, it's not geocaching. There's no ca- why bullshit. It's, it's geo. I don't know. I <laughs> had a you... bad time with my geocaching experience. You, it's you got to. It, it, you have to practice. Uh, frankly, like, I don't know. Geocaching is a lot of work. Uh, it's usually not worth it. But uh, GeoGuessr is not that. GeoGuessr is a game um, that uses Google Street Street View uh, a- API to and makes it a game, effectively. Um, if you go on GeoGuessr right now on GeoGuessr.com, it's GeoGuessr, but without an, the, the last E in Guesser. Uh, it basically will drop. It gives you a challenge. It drops you in a place that somewhere where Google Street View exists and gives you no context and you have to figure out where you are. You pick out where you are on a map. So wherever Google Street View has data, it could drop you there. In the middle of the US, uh, some weird island in off the coast of Greenland that there are literally no landmarks. 
streets in Brazil, uh, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the Australian outback. I there I could like the mount every the only places that really don't have a lot of coverage are most of India and most of China, but most other countries in the world have some something um parts of africa uh so that's geoguessr every day they have a new challenge uh the the normal rules of geoguessr is it drops you and you have unlimited time and you can just you know scroll around wander walk for a while and look at signs and and look at the people and and try and figure it out it's a puzzle uh, there's a challenge every day that gives you three minutes in a location. And you have to figure out where you are in those three minutes. And it gives you points accordingly, depending on how close you are. Uh, which me and my wife have also been doing the GeoGuessr challenges every day, trying to competing with each other, uh, which is a lot of fun. It's a thing I look forward to every day. It's the thing I just really didn't think. I, I knew it existed, but I'm now kind of addicted to it. I've done it for a month, every day for a month now, so. If you if it's passed you by and you didn't know about it, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a and it really does like beef up your geography knowledge. Like I know so much more about like the Isle of Man than I did ever in my life until now. Oh, well, there we are. It's fun. Uh you ready to talk about Cap, Eric? Uh yeah, let's do it. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Glad you, you settled on it affirmative. Mm-hmm. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nova Club. Nobody Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I sign a lot of our collective work and discuss discuss it in depth like you would a book in a in a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we are discussing Captain America, volumes one through four by Tana Hussey Coates and a boatload of artists. Uh Lineal Francis Yu uh does the first trade. There's Andy Kubert's in there, but then after that there is just it seems like every issue is done, or every other two issues, there's a new artist on board. And it's hard to keep track, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric. I have a question for you. Shoot. It's not even really a question. It's a request. Could you tell me what happens in this comic book? Um, I stopped caring. <laughs> I... I think any... Any kind of... I mean... Most stuff that we've read that's tried to be this espionage spy shit mm -hmm. just ends up being a a big floppy mess. Um, and this book really disappointed me because of that, uh, because it started out like, you know, it's very much told in 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 Coates voice, um, these bold declarative statements and just like everything he says is just like very um poetic's not the word but it resonates you know mm -hmm. it's it's got a lot of power to the words you know and then it goes on and you know it just feels like generic comic wankery you know the 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 selling point of this first couple of books was like oh my god this uh, writer who's renowned for his essays on race is writing Captain America. Um, and it basically devolves into something with no point of view. I, it, that it, stuns me. Yeah, I, it, it is. It's a mess. Uh, yeah. I, I, in a lot of ways, not just yeah. narratively, but it certainly yes. narratively is it. 
there I like I I remember reading the first issue or two and we we're like, oh, this is interesting. And especially the way it uses nuke and and mm-hmm. this and the nuke army and domestic terrorism and you're like, oh, this is interesting. It has a point of view. And that's what I want. That's what you're that's why I'm reading this. Yeah. I'm reading this because and you, Black Panther, Coates' Black Panther, at least that first run, had a strong point of view. Mm-hmm. And even when it lulled at points, that point of view carried it. This has it like oh it starts like oh there's a point of view and then it just is doing so much. I'm I I doing so much and accomplishing very little. I would say yes. I mean it's just like it's doing so much in the worst way possible. Like it is Mm -hmm. just it's just filled with characters and plots and like I don't know. It feels like it's trying to be at Brubaker. I yeah, it is like it is like a C minus uh, Ed Brubaker. It's it's trying. Which, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna copy anyone to do a Captain America story, like you you have good taste there. Like that's good. That's smart. That's the person to that's the person to look at. Um, but it's executed like you said. Like I would not even put this at a C minus. I would put this like a mm. D minus. Uh, like, I would, I, I, for me, it's just, it's so mushy. Um, it, it, when something is, I think it, I think the word count also goes up from book to book as well, which I don't think is a good sign. No. Um, I, we're going to talk about the art, Eric, uh, at a certain, at some, some way, um, but I don't, and that maybe yeah. contributed the fact that they didn't have a regular artist. It seems, mm. uh, maybe it contributed to how the story was told and how Coates had to write, and so had to write more dialogue to explain things because they couldn't rely on an artist, a regular I artist, guess. to do it. I don't know. I I would I would. There is something about a lack of confidence or something. It seems like. And 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 the what are they called? The daughters of liberty. What are they? Huh? Daughters of liberty. Are they daughters of liberty? I believe so. I could like this, but like it's how is this handled in such a corny way? Like like oh man, what was I even thinking? I was thinking about this earlier and trying to compare it to something, and I can't think of the metaphor that I had. If it comes back to me. I'll let you know, but just, just like, it's so motherfucking clunky. Well, I hear this. And, other... and, and they're, they're, they're like, they're like, you can't call us chicks. Like, what is this fucking cornball shit? And I, the other thing, I mean, speaking of the Daughters of Liberty, that reminded me of the many, it, it, it tries to be Graham. It tries to do what Grant Morrison does in his Batman or not even justice Batman, but certainly the thing we've read most recently Grant Morrison's mm-hmm. Batman, where just plot points are just established off the page and spoken of as if we understand what's going on. Mm. And the do- do- this a lot of Daughters of Liberty stuff is just, oh yeah, they're they're doing like they're doing a plot, and you're like, well, how, I, why? Like I don't know what's going. on. They just exist suddenly, and there's just this myriad of all women, all like why. I like Sue Richards. Why is she on this team? 
Why is Spider Woman on this team? Sue Richards definitely doesn't fit. It does not make sense to me. Like why? Like of all the like, okay, we got Agent Carter. And this whole this whole Captain of Nothing subplot that they just drop and shit does. There's so much shit that doesn't make sense in this. I mean that, and that, like it's just establishing facts. Oh yeah, yeah. Agatha Harkness said this. I'm like, when? You just told me she said it. I like, oh, mm-hmm. she, like, oh, they had a conversation. Could I see it? <laughs> Could I see Cap talk to Agatha Harkness about things? Why is this blood bandit important? I feel like I like I'm missing. Like again, it's like Grant Morrison. Like I feel like I've missed a couple issues. Like did mm-hmm. what? What? You can you tell me? Can I know? I'm the reader. Yeah. I think this is this is like when, you know, everyone thought that Margaret Atwood's comic would be so good and it was the fucking it was brain cancer. I don't think this is as bad as Angel Catberg, but jeez <laughs> Louise. This is this is this is this is surprisingly poor. It's very, I mean, that's the thing. It's surprising. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard mm-hmm. a lot. I assume, like, okay, I haven't heard a lot about the Captain America run, but it's just going, you know? Like, they they keep yeah. releasing issues, and it's just like, do they just not going to cancel? Or is just selling well enough that they're not going to cancel the Ta-Nehisi Coates book? It's, it's probably selling well enough, but not. it's not selling well enough to put fucking Linnell Francis U on it anymore. I, I, I think the moving artists around and doing all this stuff is it says a lot about maybe about their faith and his ability to create a good product. I don't know. It's clear that he wouldn't get to as far as he has um, without it making money. I'm going to, okay, Eric, I'm going to send you, I, I screen capped a couple pages. Where I was, I love, I love screen caps. Here's here's one. I, I want to look look at the top of this page. Mm-hmm. Look at that Just top panel. Page. It's very confusing. Like she's slamming her, the uh, a, a white tiger. No, it looks it looks like a it looks like a a, a cartoon. It's you know it's absurd. Like a, it looks like a mannequin falling over. It, I I'm like, where is the the yeah so, like. If you're going to draw like, oh, look, we're going to draw a panel where someone's head is brutally slammed into the ground. Mm-hmm. Why does it just look like someone leaning? Like what? Like, yeah, it does. It looks it. It, uh, it absolutely looks like a mannequin falling over. Um, I so that's one. Wait, wait, I got more. I'm, this is a this is a, a twofer. OK, we'll just do this one at first. But my look, this is U.S. U.S. agent. Wait. Look at his face. Why? Why? I, I. You know this person's trying their best. I. I mean, I imagine they had like a two-week deadline or some a, a di- like mm-hmm. nonsense. But look, like, look at the posing in this. It. It. Like, look. No, it's. it's there is it is not interesting. It's not good storytelling. There's all kinds of issues with it. No, I mean, no like, backgrounds. There's just. It's just yeah. people are just floating in voids. If this was written by like a lot of bit different people, I would be okay with what you're showing me, uh, you know, because some comic art being occasionally weak, I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't care. Um, but the fact that it's fucking Ta-Nehisi Coates 
and he is a BFD mm-hmm. um, and needs to be treated as such. Like, I, I really don't hate this person's art as much as that. I think it's really weird. His voice for for uh, for Sam is really weird to me. He sounds so odd to me. It feels very like dad using slang. And maybe that's apropos for the character, but it stood out to me. Sam, I mean, I... I didn't even notice. Like I, Sam, it might as well just been like white noise to me. Like I, like well, that, all... that's kind of the the the. Re- I don't know the reason I'm pointing it out. There are not a lot of black or POC characters in this. I feel like that's very intentional. I don't know why. I'm very confused by that. Um, it's almost. I mean, maybe they literally at Marvel said you literally cannot write about race um, because there's, there's Misty mm-hmm. and there's Sam and that is it. Like everyone else is a fucking white person. And I remembered that standing out to me when we read the, the initial issues uh, because I thought he was going, he was using that noticeable absence to say something. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's using that noticeable absence to sneak something in on people who don't who get fucking angry when there's two black people on screen at once. Um, I, I that's and the problem is like that's a good question. Is there something to that? I can't tell. But I can't tell the like is I cannot read any statements into this. I can't. I can't pick out a theme. I can't. Yeah. Like, it feels like sometimes he vaguely gestures at important political shit, but it's, but it, it is a vague fuck. Like he, like the, the, the cult that started by the fucking little weird vampire lady. Yeah. Soul vampire. And like, I don't know, this is off. This is outside of these books, but the fucking Jordan Peterson shit. Like I before I read this, I was like, "Oh man, Tana Hussey Coates taking on Jordan Peterson. That's kind of awesome." Um, and then I see this, and I'm sure it's just fucking shallow. Like, like, like I think I think Tanahasi's relatively plugged in mm-hmm. on on a lot of this like alt right, online hard right ideology and how you know how jordan peterson is like kind of the 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 entry point to anti-feminism and a lot of trash like that and i you know he has put that in here uh but sort of yeah yes sort of is exactly correct um really frustrating that those scenes where like Cap and Sam and Bucky are in disguise in the town, and you're like, "Oh, this is something. Are we're gonna get something out of this?" You know, yeah. like, and then it's just yeah. like, "No, nah, there's a wizard." Like, it really does feel like, and I, and I don't know if this is Tana Hussey. I don't know if this is Marvel. I don't know if he's scared to to tear into this. Like, I I I it doesn't feel like a bold statement of anything toothless and the, what was that toothless yes but i mean like ta he 
everything that he wrote, I mean, it was definitely not toothless. No, I, I, it was, it was very potent on purpose. And, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. He's writing a thing for a company owned by Disney. Um, and as, as, as people say in, uh, in online leftist circles, it's peak lib shit. So when Cornell West mm-hmm. criticized Tanahasi Coates, and it ultimately ended up with uh, Tanahasi deleting his Twitter. I mean, like his his criticisms of him were something like, "You fetishize black suffering, and your point of view is a bunch of lib shit." Because Cornell West is a socialist, and mm-hmm. that's what leftists say. They say it's a bunch of lib shit. Um, I don't know. The more I see of like from from this, I kind of think, yeah, that's that is I, I, his point of view. And there's multiple times in this book where the the nuke stuff at the beginning, the the cap goes to a private prison. There, mm-hmm. they go to the little town that is a that, as a cult. They go. They they have a a vigilante who's killing crooked cops. All these different little story arcs that I try to give the benefit of the doubt because they do yeah. not interconnect very well. There's constant bouncing back and forth. You never know what's actually happening. You have to like resettle and re figure out where you are and what's happening constantly in this book, which is really frustrating. But even beyond all that, beyond the narrative messiness. Those things could have interesting things to say about who Captain America is and mm-hmm. how he fits into all these social issues. Every single time they he walks up to getting close to saying anything, mm-hmm. then backs away and a wizard did it or yeah. the, uh, the vigilante kills themselves. And you're like, yeah. oh, Cap- all the things that you're all the things that you're describing if Coates had said confidently in a loud voice, uh, you know, metaphorically, I mean, would have been good, but they're all, they've got all the confidence, you know, the, the Bowser character that he does where the guy's like, I don't, you know, and he like rambles about something. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. That's how it, this is how that fucking sounds. He like walks it back and he's like, I don't know. Maybe wizard did it. It's just like, well, like they it's just as it's just stating like oh yeah private prisons exist and they're and they're bad question mark i'm mm-hmm. like well that's exciting like that's not a that's not a statement that's boring say get a, a get one more level deeper get one more there is literally an arc of this called i can't even my brain is broken now i can't what is it it's the legend of steve Volume three is called The Legend of Steve. Not The Legend of Steve Rogers. The Legend of Steve. Is this a joke? Like, is this a long con? Did Tana Hizikotz go like, go like, oh, uh, I have a great idea for Captain America. And Marvel's like, yeah, Black Panther was great. Do Cap 2. And he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Cap. He's going to, we're going to have a comic book called The Legend of Steve. I, I, I don't think that's true, but I... I honestly doubt I'm like I feel like sometimes like like this point like I read Black Black Panther it said things and this is just like oh we have a vigilante killing crooked cops and they go 
No, we'll, get, we'll try and catch him. So I think the real problem here is uh, Ta-Nehisi is done making bold statements, and he just wants to make that Disney money and ride his own coattails. I mean... Maybe I like if like this is four volumes. You, I that was a that was a pun. I, I meant it, but it's a pun. I I know. I but it. I don't know this book. It's not. It's not as fun if it doesn't cause you physical pain. I'm kind of fired up, Eric. The puns aren't going to land as hard as they normally would. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, this is I'm like I know I I want to give this the benefit of the doubt and say oh there's more going there's more coming there's more coming. You know, this is in the end. There's going to be more of this, theoretically. But this is four volumes. This is 25 issues of a comic. You should be able to have statements made in that. Or at least, you know, when you read 25 issues of Immortal Hulk, you get that perspective. It That mm-hmm. book that book is way more socially progressive and interesting than this is, which is crazy to me. That That's the body horror book where the Hulk absorbs people while he's regenerating his flesh. But that his book, heart gets cut in half. His head gets chopped off and he yells it. He yells loud and he snaps his fingers while his hand is in a different jar. In mm-hmm. that book says more about uh, uh, social classes and 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 culture than the book by Tanas Tanas it goes to Captain that's Captain it's Captain America Captain Libshit's what this is it's uh, and like do you know what the worst thing about this book is oh the worst thing what Captain is? America uh goes to meet somebody and brings them coffee in a fucking lunch sack who the fuck's ever done that. Maybe drawing a lunch. That's just upsetting. You're Maybe drawing a lunch shit out of yourself. Drawing a lunch sack is easier than drawing a cup. He draws a cup. He takes a cup of coffee out of a fucking lunch sack. Who has ever done that? I don't know, uh, Eric. I, 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 I really like. I was, I was reading this. I'm like, I was really looking for some. Yeah, something to take away some kind of diamond in the rough like okay maybe this isn't perfect maybe it's messy i'm sure the the constant flip-flopping of artists has something to do with it maybe maybe there's still something here but every single time it gets close to something it backs mm-hmm. away and that's forgiving all the messy storytelling and the frankly the awful discon- discontinuity between artists like i've said i've said before that I hate it when long runs have multiple artists. This is criminal. Like th- when, at least in the, the, the Linea Francis U book, there's continuity and you get Linea Francis U who's a great artist. And like it, and it, like you can clearly see the, 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 the trouble it's caused because near the very end of this, we get a Daniel Acuna issue and it's still messy. Don't get me wrong. But you're like, oh, this looks good, and look at look how this is composed, yeah. and look look, there's storytelling here, and the there's the panel layouts are not just eight panel grids over and over and over again, and you're like, oh, man, well, I would, I know Acuna doesn't really do long runs anymore, at least not in stuff that's not career owned, and I just like, but like you can clearly see, like this is, hey, you give an artist some time, he can make an issue look good, even if the story isn't all the way there. And I don't know what kind of I you can guess because the artists were bounced around so much. They probably were like fill ins like we need to get this done in time. Give it to somebody. Yeah. And the, here you have two weeks to draw 40 pages of a comic book. Well, it's going to look like crap. I don't care. We It comes out in two weeks. We need it. 
I don't think this looks as bad as 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 that. The the two issues by that one artist that that it, uh, it's not. Just, I mean, it is the weakest. It is clearly the weakest in here. It's not just that issue. I mean, it's not just like that. It's bad. It's just like it's constantly shifting mm-hmm. style as well. And of course, when when it's trying to be Ed Brubaker and Ed Brubaker had two artists and both of them knew what they were doing and were delivering that kind of espionage noir. Like when you l- read that Acuna issue and it's the, 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 it's not just, Oh, the layouts and the storytelling. It's also like, Oh, there's shadow and it knows how to compose it. So it looks mysterious and dark. It looks like a noir story. It looks like an espionage story. And a lot of these books are just like, Oh, here's plainly presented dialogue with it, characters literally just staring at the camera. Like if you, to, to make the information more dramatic, you have to frame it dramatically. And it, I don't know, maybe it is Marvel going, ah, oh, this isn't that good. Let's just pull off. We want, let's have Linnea Francis you do another thing. Even though I think, yeah. I think Linnea Francis you said that he's not doing superhero books anymore, or you're not doing ongoing superhero books anymore or something. But yet, I, 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 I don't know. That yeah, could. I mean, it could be they contracted him for four or five issues or whatever, and yeah. that was always the plan. But it, it, um, I don't know. It does sort of speak to the quality that this book was putting out. Um, that they started giving it the the anybody treatment. This is not a book that they could delay to let any person finish issues and have it be like a good wonderful piece of art no i think rush it out you know just just keep printing money and it being any better is not going to make it sell any better probably is their point of view on it because it was certainly not the cultural touchstone that motherfucking black panther was no and i like i don't know it also made me really like i miss brian Stelfreeze. Yeah, his art on Black. Well, I mean, he's not dead. No, he's not dead, but I miss him on this. Maybe he'd make this book better. Mm. Maybe, maybe that collaboration. Well, I mean, it would be it would be literally impossible to make it worse. At least I I cannot imagine a world like maybe he could completely shit his way through it. Uh, but I cannot imagine him putting out uh, such a subpar product. Um, there's okay stuff in here. This single issue about um it doesn't wait a minute why is this even in this book this is literally not written by tanasi coates at all no it's not (laughs) what the fuck is this in here for it's a captain america story that came out around the same time this is this is the best part of the the last three books Mm -hmm. it is um not written by not written by tanasi coates what the fuck bro i don't know I agree. That is a good little one shot. It, it that it yeah. really it's a nice it and it 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 challenges our it is it's a well written Captain America story. It challenges mm-hmm. uh it subtly challenges like social inequality and racism yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Not written by Tanasi Coates. Um, he certainly he he out Tanahussi Tanahussi. Mm-hmm. He got ton of hustled. I don't know there, and there's not also just Pat. Like, why is Peggy? Why Peggy? Why is she coming back? Like, why did we? Like, because people liked the Peggy lady from TV. I mean, 
okay, dry why a dryad? What dryad? What? Why? Why are the daughters of liberty have someone called a dryad? Could you tell me? I don't think anyone can tell you that. Like a dryad is like a druid, druid tree stuff going on. That's like magic. Why is this? Like, why is a social movement slash like revolutionary group? I think it's supposed to be some fucking KKK grand wizard fucking senseless cult shit. Oh, inverse of that? Okay. Um, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know what else it's supposed to be. I think it's just sort of like a crazy naming structure like that. Why is there so much magic in this book that's supposed to be about espionage and murder mysteries? Like, because oh, it, it's, they're doing a, because he's, he's doing a bad job about making it about fucking um i don't know you would think it is captain america and it's tana hussey coats you think it would be a book about confronting problems in america the ugliness of america yeah which is historically what is very good about captain america stories mm-hmm. that's i mean and we we talk about this when you take the paragon of virtue the story that is interesting is putting him in complicated situations and how he deals with it. Challenge his staunch morality. Yes. Um, no, but instead, we're going to frame him for murder, and then he's just going to sit in prison for like eight months and kind of like talk to other guys. Yeah. And they go, no, you're the actual, you're the Hydra dude. And that's all that that's all there is. There's nothing about like, that's not interesting. Like, can we just forget that? Can we just move on? That's not interesting that he was a terrible supervillain. It's more interesting as saying, like, why will like have putting Captain America against people that he put in jail, but they did the thing for a good reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I did. I think like basically 2016 until basically now, I think it's just like the dark time for <laughs> captain america you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. we were hot off the heels of uh, uh nick spencer um trying to tell a, a a real story and then real life politics making it seem too serious and then everything being terrible and gutless and bad um and then this as the follow-up and is it just as i would say i would say um oh god what was the end the end uh story of uh nick spencer's run what was it called what secret empire the secret empire is what it was called um i would say that they are probably right neck and neck in terms of squandering something that could be potentially really good and really say something because God almighty, it it was like prequel to secret empire, but it was like, it was like red skull using alt right talking narratives. Yeah. And it was just chilling because you could feel the effectiveness of what he was saying and neither one of these men have mined enough of that to make this work. Um, it's there. There's no reason it couldn't be. 
and they deploy a lot of guns that don't fire. Or well, Tana Hussey does in this. I don't need to. We don't really need to drum up our hatred talk. of Secret Empire. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to bring bring poor 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 Nikki Spencer back into this. Um, He's writing. I'm, I was gonna maybe we'll read his Spider Man eventually. Mm. I've read some of it. It's better than Secret Empire. Okay. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> That's acceptable. Uh, I it's disappointing. This is just disappointing. Like it's just so toothless, so empty, so mm-hmm. like it feels like this. I, and it's really, it feels like at least you think with these the the dark period we've had, this mm-hmm. bad the bad Trump years, you'd at least think there'd be some artists, political, politically minded people could at least create some interesting art about it. And this is what instance I would think this would be perfect. Captain America and in the Trump years, how does he what does he do? Mm-hmm. He I mean, I don't know. He gets a Coates holographic shield for five issues. So stupid. And he I mean, okay, I also cringed at this, but um uh he says there's an app for that. I kind of could see Steve being that corny. No, yeah, I don't but mind. But this is, this, is, this is kind of like a second uh, little cinema sending of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, I think that I think that Tana Hussey's just corny now. <laughs> you know, Sam's corny. Steve is corny. No, I think it's I think it's I think it's you, bro. I uh, I I I don't mind steve's voice in this necessarily it just gets kind of old and it doesn't seem to change at all it feels very static and boring like at first he feels like no this is stable consistent steve who doesn't know what he's what to do and but at a certain point you're still not challenging him with anything interesting and he's just blindly narrating the same things over and over and over again regardless of what he's facing it's always just like i'm gonna do it's just like white noise again like trying to pick out other character voices in this is just not much i i i really wonder what in the fuck happened like even i really wonder what in the fuck happened and that's and like and you've mentioned it multiple times there oh yeah captain america is now owned by marvel owned by disney but Mm -hmm. the captain america movies while not certainly not progressive or anything Mm -hmm. say more so say more things about like social issues even in their little tiny disney-fied way than this does yeah like you say lib shit like the captain america movies are lib shit this is nothing yeah this is this is a lib fart (laughs) Uh, anything else you want to add, Eric? I think that's a good place to end on. Yeah. I got, I got very little else to say. Yeah. Uh, that was Captain America volumes one through four by Tom Coates and a slew of artists, probably at least 10 artists worked on this 25 issues. Um, our next book is Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, the miniseries we've read some of it already on the podcast but we didn't finish it and frankly it'll be a lovely palate cleanser because it i know it'll be great because daniel warren johnson does not make bad comic books uh and it'll be oh don't be careful you don't curse him i don't he's beyond my cursing ability there's nothing i can't jinx him he's too powerful let's hope so after after this i don't know what to think anymore (laughs) it's broken you 
This is this this could be the highest profile creator that we have shit on. Because mm. we shit on him like crazy. Uh, I think, well, monstrous. Uh, that was what my mind went to as well. And I think that I I wonder, is she really a big deal outside of that book she won an award for? I think she is I think really she, good at writing her own press release. I think she is more people know her name in the world than the Ta-Nehisi Coates. More people know Marjorie Lou than Ta-Nehisi Coates? I think so, because of YA stuff, yeah. That is a stunning claim to me. I, th- I, I, I think I, it's, I, I think so. I think I mean I mean obviously they're entirely different worlds, but I feel mm. like more people would like outside of Twitter. Yes, more people know who Marshall is. I, I think, think you're wrong on that, but I don't think there's. I also don't think there's let's any up, reason to argue. Let's about pull it. up uh, Social Blade. They can count their yeah social chi, whatever the hell, how they calculate people's. Q rating, yeah. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth next week. Next ne- next week, two weeks from now. Losing, I've still my brain is catching up to my words. Mm-hmm. That will be next time. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com and find links there to our Facebook and our Twitter to our RSS feed. Uh, if you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use and leave us a review. Uh, it takes a little bit of doing, but it helps us out a lot. It helps us, helps people find us. Or, or, you know, just tell your friends, hey, I like this comic book podcast. We appreciate anyone who listens. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. Ooh, it's, it's my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find links there to my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel is called Regrowth. It is a suspense horror story uh, about a scientist researching limb regeneration in an underground lab run by the world's richest man with the earth on the brink of collapse. Uh, it's Crichton meets Cronenberg. And if you like either of those things, you'll like the story. You can find it on Amazon, read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. And Eric, where can they find you and your thing online? Well, that sure sounds super neato mosquito there, buddy. Uh, well... You can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com, and you can see everything else I do online at ericzgoodnight.com. Um, but I would recommend checking me out on uh, live streams and Twitch, uh, where I stream uh, three-ish times a week. Uh, I am on Twitch at twitch.tv slash easygoodnight, um, and I'm also on most other services um as easy good night as well including instagram and twitter although maybe not twitter for much longer good god <laughs> it can be challenging it is um getting worse by the day yeah can't argue with that mm-hmm. it is a cesspool because it is designed to be a cesspool it is people trying to win internet fame and not a community and it is those things by design. Uh, don't do it. With that happy note for us today, uh, have a good I'm one. Checking in with don't tweet. Have a good one. Don't tweet. Rock and roll. You gotta say it. I'm gonna do shit. <laughs>